Welcome to the Garden, niggas. It's Huey. It's Jay. And this is the Grow Bro Podcast, where we talk about shit. How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm good. It's officially summer. Yes. Um, it's hot as hell outside, but absolutely. You know, I'll I'll take it because it's supposed to be hot, and hopefully, when it's supposed to cool down, it will cool down and when it's supposed to be cold it will be cold um because that would mean that earth is not as close to killing us as i think it is yeah i'm i don't really know what the effects of global warming are but death fact, imminent death yeah yeah like the fact that like it feels like my skin is baking uh, on my body and then all my glands have water coming out of them I would prefer uh, this lifestyle. Not I feel to like this Earth, is not big man season. This is not Earth is going to blow up like when Cersei blew up the Citadel or whatever it was called. Oh yeah, the Sept. Yes. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. new began with a C. That made a sus sound. But like, I feel like Earth is just going to do that. Like it's going to blow up just like that. Yeah, it is in the same Game of Thrones reference. It feels like when uh, Daenerys burnt up the uh king's landing that's what it feels like outside all of us are scrambling for some shade and we don't make it out in time and we all get burnt to a crisp and listen i'm broke until friday like one of my accounts is already overdrawn because i thought Mm. i thought a payment had cleared and it did not and i didn't get the notification that it was overdrawn until after the overdraft fee had already hit fucking bastards so one account is in a negative the other one is holding on for their life and i ain't got that much gas in the car so i ain't been mm. running the air yeah that's uh i've been suffering yeah life is a shorty should not be so rough that is the, real the windows be down and i still be hot i wore yeah. some some uh some khakis today and you could see sweat on my ass cheeks like it was that bad Ooh, ooh, that's a uh that's a shame. I'm a sweater. That's fair. But no, it's just, it's hot as hell. But like I said, as long as it's hot when it's supposed to be hot and it's cool when it's supposed to be cool, mm-hmm. I'm not going to complain too much. Um, I'm about to have this two-day off period. I haven't had two back-to-back days off in forever. Um, So yeah, shout-outs to America's birthday or whatever. Um, uh, yeah. And time and a half. Okay, get that money. You know, I think I don't know holiday pay. Regardless, I'm gonna have two days off, and I'm gonna sit in the house and 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 watch TV because I ain't got no money to do nothing else until Friday. Well, Netflix has been doing a dope thing with their lineup, so there are things that I need to watch on there. So I might tackle that for sure. I might just turn my phone off and decompress. That sounds like a plan. You 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 hitting anybody's cookouts on anything? No, 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 no. The white will, man's holiday. I will not be uh, anybody's <laughs> independence. <laughs> um, I will uh, partake in some of these uh, food items being on sale. Uh, I use some of these holidays just essentially to pack up the fridge for real. Um, Smart. Yeah, I'm not really in the whole everybody come over here while I cook for y'all. While I do love cooking for people, um, I'm not big on being like, hey, let me spend a whole bunch of money for y'all to eat up my food and then leave. Um, and we used to do that. At least throwing a <laughs> bottle or something. 
Yeah, no, it always be somebody who like, yeah, I'm gonna bring napkins and or ketchup and then being like, but I also deserve a rack of ribs. And I'm like, that's not how that works. Um so nah, I'm probably gonna chill, man, to be honest. I think um there are some some things that I wanna work on as far as like personal development and business development. Um I've been reading more books on um uh, how how to be better and be a better business person. So I'm I've been really enjoying a lot of that. Um and working with more people. Everybody is off, so I'm also trying to strike and get people to come do the Saturday series, which we always need more voices for that. And um that's about it. I think that's the only other thing that I've been been working on. So yeah, I'm gonna just stay low. Same. Say. You wanna jump into nigga, we made it? Yes. Because you know I done made it through some trials and tribulations. So what have you made it through? Tell me. Everything. Um <laughs> but no, it's it's just been this recurring theme of um being honest and honoring my feelings. Okay. Um and expressing them and also um defining boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm realizing that I have this kind of savior complex Ooh, um, okay. that I know, right? Deep words that stem from me and my mom's relationship. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I, we had at least one little text exchange. Well, my texts were like super duper long. Um, so it's definitely more conversations that need to be had, but I'm definitely, you know, working on being more honest and clear about things. So it started with her. Um, and that was the biggest one because I don't want to hurt or upset my mom, but it's the certain things and, and patterns that we, that have been established that I can't continue. Mm. Um, as far as her leaning on me, um, for support and everything. Right. So, um, I kind of told her, like, I can't do that anymore. Like, one day, it'll be cool. But, like, now I can't do it no more. Um, And I set a boundary for that. Um, That went well. It didn't go well when I set a boundary and and communicated stuff with the nigga. Um, That turned around Mm -hmm. and kind of ghosted me after I thought he wouldn't. Um, So that was hurtful. And I played myself, but you live and you learn. Um, I think I'm done dating for a little bit because I don't have time and patience for it. Um, And it's, and I kind of talked about this before. It's that conflict of knowing that there are people who would treat me right, but Mm. not having that connection with them that would foster a romantic relationship. Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? And then... Like, they like you, but you don't like them. In that way. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. Way, you know what I mean. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then all the people that I, I do end up connecting with, like, on that deep, energetic level are the ones that um, situation and circumstance just isn't what it needs to be. Mm. You know what I mean? And I don't... I would never demonize anybody that I've talked to. Um, cause I genuinely feel like they're all dope people, but circumstances and things like that kind of get in the way, um, behavior patterns and expectations and 
all that kind of just it those don't mix they don't blend well with me it's i don't know what it is um so I, i'm working on assessing the energy that i'm putting out um and seeing if it's something that i'm attracting or like why why do i keep getting placed in these situations or why do i keep walking into these situations um what am i supposed to be getting from them um so yeah i think it's time that i just like take a step back it this was another short run for me um so i'm gonna let it go see what happens um i'm back in school next month i'm excited about that and i might be able to get my job to pay for it which is even better absolutely um been trying to get auditions i think i got a role um and i don't know i've been having one of those those moments where it's like feeling like nobody really fucks with me or fucks with my shit um same same, and you know just went into the site say fuck it i don't want to do none of this no more but um you know i'm i'm sticking with it i think that the resistance that i'm feeling is that healthy resistance Mm. um because i don't have a bad gut feeling about anything it's just fear i guess or anxiety rather Mm. so that's been that um and i I still ain't got no money oh yeah me and frankie dropped house of hughes um so yeah that's gonna be fun but yeah what about you what what you been making it through Ooh, uh, same thing. Lots of, um, so, uh, therapy, <laughs> therapy. I go tomorrow to, and we're going to have a nice chat. Yeah. Is doing, doing therapy. He, he got and got me together. Um, and so while he essentially said the thing that a lot of people have been telling me, like, you are very talented from based off the things that I've seen from you, um, based off of the things that I've heard from you, right? He's like, the thing about it is you're not committed to anything. Your foot is in a lot of things. Mm. Uh, You should either, if you're going to do it, then you need to do it. Stop. The thing is you keep holding on to other things because those are your safety nets, right? So Mm. like you could be an entrepreneur. You could really probably make pod dealers a thing and make more money from it than you're making now, but you won't put both in it eating and i don't know why you won't do it and so then i just blurted out fear and he was like yeah i want you to say it not me say it (laughs) so so i was like all right um so that was the thing so like having more meetings and meeting with people in the community and um working with different creatives and then trying to get the people from pod dealers to work with other networks um and do all this other stuff has probably been my main focus um work is work uh, I think the thing that I've been struggling with probably for the last, I would probably say four or five months is, um, a mixture of, I'm not asking for permission anymore and also trying to get people to see value or, or see how valuable I am to their team or pay me when I'm worth type situations. Um, and it's been hard because, uh, I've worked in a field where, there are new versions of you that know more or know the thing that is trendy right now. Right. So getting a degree in computer science, 
what was hot when I graduated is not necessarily what's hot now. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of companies don't pay for training anymore. So it's essentially a lot easier to pay for somebody fresh out of college to pay them $30,000 less than what I'm asking huh. um, or even half of what I'm asking um, to just get somebody who's like, this is their first corporate job. They could work this. They, they probably never had benefits before or they probably never whatever. So that's probably been my biggest thing. And then also um, this lady on Twitter, Mystic Lipstick. Uh, I love her. Yeah, but tell her to chill writing all these threads about these various signs and how, why they ain't going to be shit. How, like, take it easy, lady. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I was up there one day. I had never seen it, and there was another person who happens to be a Libra on my timeline and then, like, retweeted or quote tweeted it with, like, the crying emoji. And I was like, what's this about? And it was like the title was, like, why Libra will never meet their full potential. And it was oh, just yeah, like. the Aquarius one. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, it, the yeah, circumstances it was, weren't accurate for yeah. me, but like the end results were. Yeah, but it was a lot of that. It was like they grew up in a household where people fought all the time, and I was like, "You don't, we don't know each other. Why are you putting my business out? Why are you doing that?" Um, and so it <laughs> it was uh, a bit much. I put my phone down for at least twelve hours. Like, yeah, no, nah, I don't know what that lady doing. That's witchcraft. <laughs> that ain't even real. Nah, the stars ain't tell you that. Bruh, I've um, been telling you. Look up your birth chart. Figure out what time you was born, and and look it up. Oh, yeah. Change your life. That yeah, well that's a real thing too. And telling um, you about it at the same time. Well, see, I like it better when y'all tell me, uh, like the shit is going on with the world. Because sometimes I just think that my life is genuinely, uh, as I said on the show before, like my life is a tragedy. I just make it a comedy. So whenever funky shit happens, I'm just like, this is the way the world works for me. Um. Mercury about to go back in retrograde. Oh no, retro J's don't the do the, it. the uh. pre the pre shadow period has had me fucked up. Okay. Mercury um, and box braids don't do it. And it's 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 going to be a month. Hopefully, July goes as quickly as June did. Mm. Um, because yeah, it's yeah, I'm I'm. Ooh, putting this armor on. Jesus. The whole armor of God. All of that. <laughs> but no, so this week I wanted to keep it light. I feel like we've, we've had some heavier topics the last few episodes. And I know when we started, you was like, hey, we can't be all dark and depressing and introspective all the time. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so um, in one of the, my group, like my family group chat, somebody sent a screenshot of this picture and it was the uh, like the movie theater listing, and it had like mm-hmm. Toy Story four and Godzilla, Men in Black, all these old things. And it was like somebody said the nineties went their movies back, or something along those lines. Yeah, but no, it made me think about how like it's a lot of these reboots and remakes and sequels and all that stuff, hearkening back to movies that you know we saw when we were younger. So I thought it would be dope to talk about the movies we watched as kids and how they kind of shaped us and. You know, the shit that we shouldn't have been watching and all that stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever see that video when it was like the millennials watch black classics? Okay. So yes, <laughs> I, I did see them, right? Uh, I think in two situations, I had been in the same room as Funny Julius. Uh, 
So I couldn't tell if he was acting or not. <laughs> so I was like, is he acting? Like this is a scene. Um Yeah, it just it, some of it seemed okay. Some of it didn't seem like true, but um yeah, I guess it's, it was weird. It w- was weird to watch them watch essentially like black classics and be like, I don't understand what's happening. Right. And this it was weird because it's like, I saw all of those as a child. Right. I saw Poetic Justice as a child. That's what taught me about proper nail hygiene. And it taught me the word <laughs> punani. Um, yeah. So that? it was weird watching somebody watch it for the first time as an adult and not mm-hmm. like it. So I'm just like, damn, we're... Was it a matter of like were standards lower back then, or like I think the expectation was more so it was more so the expectation was different. Um, and I said on Twitter, the the point where I feel like things kind of shifted was when Tyler Perry got big. Not to keep bringing him up, mm. but I feel like it's like the pre Tyler Perry black movies and then post Tyler Perry black movies. Yeah, but I think for them, I think those people were born in the late nineties. Right. So they like they grew up on like the post Tyler Perry stuff. So yeah, right. Yeah. So it would be, yeah, they were probably around the same time as to be honest, when all the men were wearing fat suits. So they grew up in the clumps, big mama's house. Like you said, Tyler Perry Medea phase. If you could go back and any movie that you saw as a child that you shouldn't have seen, what's the main one that you would say, I really should not have watched that? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> damn. It probably would be. So the answer to answer the PG version of this would be Cool World, probably. What's that? Um, so Cool World was oh my god, I can't remember. Brad Pitt, it's like one of Brad Pitt's earlier roles. Oh, um, and he's I in it, but it's essentially hope. Cool World came out the, around the same time, um, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So it was a lot of that. That's half one person. of my favorite movies it, forever it, and all time. But it's it's it was one of those movies where it's like half real action, half cartoon, and I think Cool World was way raunchier mm. than uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I think there was like boobs, there's lots of sex. I think um, there was this whole thing about like theme of like the dudes falling in love with like their drawings and stuff, and like created this whole thing. Cool Cool World is probably, I think it was the first time like they had like murder and all kinds of other stuff in there, not as cartoonish murder or like laid out like who framed roger rabbit but uh it was a little bit darker like grittier i need to find out i'll I'll look it up and like post it on twitter or something but like when they came out but they came out fairly close because i remember having both of them um at home uh what's another movie that i'm like i can't believe we We watched incredibly violent things growing up so like um i think yeah we watched all that stuff like rambo uh, Robocop like people just getting their heads blown off left and right um, so yeah I can't re- I can't really think of something that I saw I think there were what movie was that I saw that but I was a teenager and I was like I don't think I should have saw that um, is it We Were Warriors 
It's a movie from New Zealand, but it's essentially about domestic violence. But it's a, mm. it's a movie from the point of view of a kid. And he's essentially oh. watching his mom get beat mercilessly throughout the movie. Um, okay. By, by their dad. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty rough to watch. Um, okay. And I remember everybody being like, this movie is critically acclaimed. Like, it's one of my people. Like, I remember people saying, like, this is my favorite movie. And I'm like, I don't know why y'all love this. It's a it's a movie about a woman getting her head smashed in. Um but eventually like you know she gets up the nerve to like leave him and all that kind of stuff. So it's the it's the tamer version of like uh Jennifer Lopez's Enough. I love like, that movie. It doesn't end with her like beating the shit out of him. It's just kind of like oh. I'm sick of your shit and I I'll, I'll you'll never put another hand on me type shit. Um I guess that's nice. So yeah, it was it was one of those kind of things where I was like, I don't know if I should be watching that. So that's probably Cool World and probably I think it's called We Were Warriors, uh, or Warriors, something like that. Um, mm. Those are probably the two where I'm like, ooh, that is that is rough. So yeah, what about you? A lot, because um, keeping I was born in '91, so like all like the the black '90s classics, definitely oh, yeah. too young to watch the majority of them. Um, one that really comes to mind is Belly, which harkens back mm. to that uh, video when the people were watching the movies. Because um, I didn't understand nothing in that movie. I just knew it looked pretty. But I'm just like, so what's going on? Uh, okay. Uh-huh. That's DMX and Nas. I know them. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to... Th- I- Probably just had no business watching Scarface as a child. Oh yeah, um, a lot of drugs and a lot of violence. But I followed that, and that was a long ass movie. But I followed that. Yeah. Um, the Titanic mainly because it was bad. Yeah. Um, the Color Purple. I also had no watching business watching as a kid, mainly because some of that shit was funny as a child, and you don't really get the severity of it until you're an adult or a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's I guess that's probably why I still I'm still in that space. Uh, because his dad is probably one of the by far probably one of the most evil characters in the movie, but Hilarious. he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's my God. The dead has risen. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's the funniest shit in movie history. So like, yeah, no. Uh, sorry, Oprah in your eye. Uh, no, that is yeah, that's hilarious. The funny thing is when I started taking the color purple seriously. Why do I keep bringing this up? Is when Tyler Perry was popping, and he was like referencing Color Purple in his plays and stuff, making it funny again. It's like I just started taking this shit seriously, and here this nigga is making me laugh at it again. Yeah. Damn. But no, good shit. I remember I wanted to see a Scary Movie. Oh, damn. And I forgot about Scary Movie. Yeah. The thing about that movie was because I grew up like my parents were not together so my dad's side my mom's side what I couldn't watch when I was at my dad's side I ended up watching with my mom's side mm. and vice versa um, prime example scary movie my grandmother on my daddy's side was like nope you can't watch it um, 
me and my cousin, she was, she's a year older than me. She had already seen it. So she's telling me about how funny it was. And she kept saying, you better get out of my face, out of my face. I'm like, what's that from? I want to see it. It sounds so funny. <laughs> so we were watching it and my grandfather was like, oh no. And then he told my grandmother, she was like, you can't watch it. Soon as I got back on my mama's side, I found a way to watch that shit. And it was funny. Um, I did the same thing with Spice World. But I think I couldn't watch it on my mama's side, so I figured out how to watch it on my daddy's side. Okay. Um, and that happened a lot with movies that was like girl movies. Oh, uh, um, okay. I remember one time I I uh persuaded my sister because like my dad would take us to blockbusters. We could both run a movie, so I persuaded her to rent Mean Girls because I wanted to see it. Mm. but I was scared to like get it because I didn't know what my daddy was going to say so yeah I was like rent this you should rent this <laughs> and she did it and I saw it and my life was forever changed yeah like house party is the thing that I think of a lot where I feel like it was a movie like my parents kind of didn't care well my mom didn't really care that we watched it mm. um and but we always watch. We watch House Party at least like once a week, uh, <laughs> and that's kind of what it was. Because that during that time, my mom, <laughs> my mom was a travel agent, so she was almost always gone. She was booking trips for people. They did all kinds of other things, mm-hmm. um, and they her company also took trips places. So like, my mom not being around, I always thought about like having be like let's have people over and like don't tell nobody and that kind of thing. Like it's the house <laughs> to be at. Um, and it would never be, it'd be like me and three other people, but, (laughs) but, uh, I always thought about like movies like that, but no, like a a lot of those movies kind of did, it shaped a lot growing up. Like I was exposed to a lot growing up through movies that I had no business watching. So certain things just didn't really affect me as much. Um, like family arguments and stuff that shit wasn't like I didn't care because I done seen this shit on Sofu when Terry pulled the knife on Miles like mm. I knew about a lot I was exposed to a lot so when the niggas in the family was I'm like oh y'all just acting crazy so I bought this mac and cheese <laughs> like, big mama where is your arm hmm? <laughs> big mama your arm <laughs> so yeah yeah, and diabetes. I taught me about diabetes, um, and that I was real. confused as a child. It's like, like on the boondocks. It's like they go back to yeah. eating the very same food that killed her. Um, so that was interesting. Um, if they had to reboot any black classic from the nineties, though, and it was like Jay, you got to reboot this movie, or your life depends mm. on it. What movie would you reboot? Damn. I, so it's kind of tough because it, it would just essentially be like two of my classics. Uh, one would be very close to my heart. One would just be because I think the culture is ready for it again. So if I had to pick, and these would be my final two options, I know BT is trying to do something with Boomerang. I don't know what it is that they're trying to do. <laughs> so I need I to watch re- it. I heard it was good. 
I yeah, I heard it is good. People have said I've watched the episode, I enjoyed it, but I don't know what they're doing. Um, it's not I guess the premise of love, how things kind of go around and come around, uh, is what they're sticking to. Um, not necessarily like the business part of it. I, I had I no fucking picked, business picked watching Monsters Ball. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I don't think yeah, I I was a <laughs> Monsters Ball. Ooh. Uh but yes, Boomerang Damn. I probably would have picked up um I probably would have picked up somewhere after like Eddie Murphy. Uh, I would put Eddie Murphy back in charge or like him and Robin Givens co-running this company, like co-CEOs kind of thing. Redo that. Mm. Um, my other option would be Juice, mainly because DJ culture, especially black DJ culture, is like at a peak right now. Um, but I probably would do Juice as a re- reboot with all women. So it would be a mixture oh, of Juice and Set it all. Yeah, I probably would do the same thing. Like, so uh, I know a lot of dope women DJs uh, that are out there. So yeah, redo Juice, but like with women. And so you essentially, it's a not like a really a set it off situation, but like I can see one woman. You know, y'all they never shot a gun before. They they are impressionable. You get you know get you a, a cast that looks young, right? So you get you you know essentially the TLC movie, but like. You know, those same kind of women. So I get like Little Mama, Tiana Taylor, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whoever. <laughs> get them, throw them in there. Um, so who would be the female bishop? Oh. Damn. I can see Tiana Taylor being a female bishop. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I can see her being. I need to find a cool, a cool actress, like, like, uh, Maybe like Nicole Byer being steel. Um mm. yeah, let me see. And like somebody else. I could redo this. That's what I keep telling people. Y'all should let me direct a few things. Um I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, then we'll find somebody in there. I don't give a fuck about Raheem either. Yeah, exactly. I don't even yeah. give a fuck about myself. And we can find like all the Lat Latino, Latin Latinx actors, actresses. From Orange is the New Black, so we could just have like a like uh, you know like a women, uh, women's version of Radames. So yeah, we could do all of this absolutely. Women's version of Juice. I couldn't see Tiana. So you remember that motherfucker? Cause I'm the one you need to be worried about, bitch. Yeah. Do so, it for the culture. I would. I would go see it. I would go see a Juice remake with a female cast. I would do it. Yeah. That would probably be a good one if done right. Yeah, I think I think the hardest thing would probably be to find a crew and who I would get to play Steel, like because there's yeah. you got to be funny, but you got to like identify with like your weight too, because that was Steel's thing. I think that's probably why I liked him as a character. Like, come on, you know, should be like that, <laughs> that kind of thing, like or like pouring liquor in your eggs and all kinds of wild shit. So, yeah, I was just like, damn, this nigga crazy. What about you? Damn. Um, but you stole the show with Juice. God damn. Oh. Um, but you were an actual actor. So you could be like, this is what I would do. My like, nigga, somebody me, called my, me. My brain. I was called a working actor. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I'm not ready for this pressure. It was heavy. Um, If I had to remake a black classic. Honestly, I would want to do. 
I wonder like a don't be a menace. I mean, not don't be a menace. Shit, menace to society. Um, but a more updated version. Maybe no, 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 uh, uh, because that just sounds like BT. Um. I probably should have thought about this before I asked you, because I knew it's gonna ask me back. Um, I don't know why I keep wanting to say poetic justice, but I don't think that storyline would hold audience attention in 2019 and beyond. I think it would though. Um, but I do think it would be dope to have, like a a, I would consider poetic. Is it a coming of age story? Would you consider it that? Not necessarily coming of age, but a more of a coming together, right? So it's like yeah. it's it was the whole men versus it started off as men versus women, right? Yeah. They, they they took that trip together and then they got to see how important they are in the bigger picture of being like a part of like black culture, all this other stuff. Um it touched on a lot of stuff. I, you know what I think? I know what I think you would do from your creative brain, and I don't want to tell you this, but I think that you would do uh, higher learning. I love that movie. Yeah, I think it was you would actually on BT. I think yesterday, and I was like, I'm not watching it on cable television. Although they let oh, yeah. them say some cuss words on BT now. Um, okay. That movie was triggering, um, and it frightened me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. But it taught me about racism. Yeah. Shout R.I.P. John Singleton. Not shout out to John Singleton, but R.I.P. John Singleton. <laughs> R.I.P. Tyra Banks in that movie. Um, oh, yeah. And R.I.P. Michael George. Rappaport's like, career. Because Where ever since he, he played at? that role, we, we just call him Remy. <laughs> I don't care what you has to say. What he, he keeps trying to do shit for black culture. And we just keep being like, yeah, no, you killed... Bl- black people in the movie and they're like it's a character now nah, we don't give a shit we know you really feel like that <laughs> um actually i think i would want to redo love jones maybe okay because that's really one of my favorite movies but make it a little bit more updated um i think that would be really really dope um find some some like not huge stars, but like oh, some up and coming ones. Um, but I think that would be good if done right and properly and well. Um, and then that soundtrack's just amazing. Oh, that soundtrack's so great. Okay, but I would love to play like a Darius. I would love to play that kind of a character. You right. I got to another. Ah. I also think I would redo um if I had a chance, I would redo Boys in the Hood. Uh, but I would just do it in Chicago and play up I would play up all these like things that like these misconceptions that we have about like Chicago too. I want Boys in the Hood set in DC. Pre gentrification. Mm. Okay. I don't know how good that. Oh, with a go-go ass soundtrack. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, call Regina Hall. She about to produce it. It is yeah, what it is. Uh, yeah. We about to put dig up money. all the rare essence niggas, all the backyard niggas, 
Art Junkyard, EU and Sugar Bear. We about to do it. We're going to pull in CCB, UCB, TCB, find Mumbo Sauce, get them in the mix, get Wale in the mix, um, um, Phil Ade. We about to get uh, Raheem Devon. Uh, Pick up some uh, old Chuck's tracks. Yeah, Chuck, all of them. Um, no Baltimore niggas, though. No Baltimore niggas. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, no Baltimore niggas. Drew Hill can stay. Well, Drew Hill's a... We can allow them. They can go to the yeah. cookout. That's Thank funny. You. That would be amazing. I have to put that on my list of things to produce. So, I have and a I can... question for you. Mm-hmm. As far as movies are concerned, what movie do you feel like is the most was the most impactful to your childhood? Hmm... The most impactful movie to my childhood. It's hard because I watched so many movies over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, like Baps stayed in heavy rotation. The Lion King definitely was always in rotation. Uh, the first Grease always in rotation. Mm. Um. Crooklyn was a really big one. I'm tempted to Ooh. say Crooklyn. I really am tempted to say Crooklyn. Um, again, a story that didn't really have a clear plot line, but it was just good. It shit yeah. just happened. Yeah, just a movie full of nigga shit. Um, I don't know. I don't think I really had one that impacted me the most in childhood or when I was younger. Now that I really think about it. Um, but I will say I learned a lot about life and like, I knew that movies weren't real, but I also knew that they reflected real things. So stuff like Crooklyn and higher learning and boys in the hood, menace to society, poetic justice, love Jones. It, it exposed me to life prematurely. But most of the movies that have impacted me have been stuff that I've seen like as an adult, like Moonlight, mm. um, okay. and stuff like that. Um, but what about you? Did any movie like specifically impact you as a child? Uh, yeah, I would probably have to say Who Framed Roger Rabbit is probably up there. It's probably, <laughs> and the reason why I say it's up there is because I think I still hold on to that. Like, uh, no matter how bad the situations are, like you. You can kind of change everything by laughing or making mm. people laugh. Um, and I remember him like like that was the thing, like the turning point. Like uh life is always gonna be like tough, but like you gotta kinda find a way to laugh through it. Yeah. Uh so I think if people really like that rock with me kind of know like we can kind of turn anything to a joke. And black folks in general, you can see it every day on Twitter, Facebook, everything else. Like it means some real shit going on and somebody in the comments making jokes, like uh that's kind of what we do we just kind of like joke through it uh i think the other thing like you said like a lot of disney movies do teach you kind of like um survival they do talk about death a lot like so you know for those traumatic moments so like yeah like bambi uh even still now like yeah all of them like yeah like uh the Fox and the Hound, all, all of that. All of those movies teach you all of that. Also, Disney is asleep at the wheel uh, when it comes to not playing up some stuff. So, you know, they keep them uh, 
Hey, you know, he had like Song of the South, which is essentially about a black I man. I was on a just about to bring that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, crow, the crows from Bambi. Oh, not the crows from Dumbo. I mean, Dumbo. Um, so yeah, Disney. You, yeah, sometimes I'll be like, hey, what y'all doing? Uh, why y'all doing that? Stop being racist. Uh, <laughs> so that is a, that is the thing. Um, but yeah, probably Who Framed Roger Rabbit is probably the, the first one on my list. I think the other movie that was really impactful. Uh, to me, even though it probably shouldn't have been, was Harlem Nights. Um, I just thought Harlem it was really Nights, one of my faves. We had this discussion before about Eddie Murphy's yeah. Big Three. Yeah, but I also think it was really dope. I think to see, like, I never thought about like when people talk about representation in films. I always think about Harlem Nights. So that's the first time I ever seen somebody, even though I guess it was supposed to be like some illegal gambling spot. Uh. It was the first time I ever saw like successful black people and like doing stuff like, you know, and in an organized business, even though, you know, they argued about how disorganized it was. <laughs> so right. um, I was just like, yeah, no, this, I've always kind of had that thing in my mind. Like, oh, that's kind of dope. Um, yeah, there are characters, but I've always kind of grown up in that. Like we watched all those movies. So to find, you know, this thing of like. Oh, they're not representing us in film. I'm like, I kind of grew up with them always representing us in films. So I guess I never gravitated towards that. I've always gravitated well, we towards grew the up story. With access to films that represented us. Yeah. Kind of like those were made available in the home. Right. In a sense. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it wasn't until I got older that I started realizing that, hey, we're not really in a lot of things because growing up, it's like, oh, House Party, Friday, Poetic Justice, uh, Soul Food, Autumn Nights, Coming to America. Like, all those were, like, around me. Crooklyn. Like, Baps. Yeah. Like, all those were at my disposal and others. Um, You know, I'm my mama watching something it's a black thing so it wasn't really until I started getting older um and I realized oh this is only in my house got it understand right. um a lot of like the old white movies I have never seen cause I grew up watching all the black ones so like and, and Scarface but like The Godfather I still haven't made it through the first one um. Okay, so let's let's oh be oh, since we're being honest and transparent, let's say it for all people to understand and be clear. I want you guys to fully listen to my voice. Tune tune into your headphones. The first Godfather is trash. I want y'all to. I'm gonna say it again. The first Godfather is trash. I don't care that it's setting up the other movies. It's a cinematic marvel. It's stupid. It's long. I fall asleep on it every time. It's not that good. I'm going right. to try to watch it on Thursday. Um, You're going to be asleep. You're going to go to bed. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't see it. Like, I saw Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump and Grease were probably the whitest movies I saw in my childhood. That weren't like okay. Okay. for kids. Um, but Schindler's List, nope. Mothman Prophecies, nope. Oh, that was some bullshit. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, nope. Oh, it's one of my favorite movies, yeah. Uh, name some other popular white movies from like the late 80s and 90s. Uh, Twister? I didn't pay attention. I wasn't interested. The first Jurassic Park? 
that's more like a family movie. Okay. Uh, I just know there's a lot of white people that. in it. I always forget Samuel Jackson's in that movie, but he is in there. Um, uh, them early Quentin Tarantino movies, Get Shorty, never seen it. I don't think I saw Get Shorty either. That's still Dawn, one of my favorite movies. Haven't seen uh, it. Uh, another white movie. So like Sandlot. Okay, yeah, I did uh, see that. All right, so Sandlot forever. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Is it Lean on Me? Lean uh, on Me was black. No, that's wrong. So wrong. I always get a little confused. Stand by me. <laughs> oh no, I didn't see that. Stand, is it Stand by me. Lean on me, and I always know. I always get them mixed up because I always mess the titles up. Yes, uh, used to call me Crazy Joe. Now they call me Batman. Lean on me. Uh, let me see what fairy uh, side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You smoke crack, stay. don't you? <laughs> and always praise thy, praise thy name, praise thy name forever. Yeah. But the thing that made me realize, I've never seen a chubby person that did smoke crack, and then I always was like, "Oh, does he smoke crack? Is how's that gonna work out?" Is he gonna get smaller later? You smoke crack, don't you? Yeah. It kills your brain cells, son. It kills your brain cells. <laughs> Wanna get yourself, don't you? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, all right. Uh yeah. And to be honest, Lean on Me taught us management skills. Just come over and depot stuff. Um yeah. uh, what are other white movies that People That's, love that you didn't see. But boss, whoever, not boss, Jesus. Uh, was it BuzzFeed, Coconut, or whoever the people? They need to do. Oh yeah, black millennials watch white classics. Yeah, like that Cast Away good. and shit like that. Like, like people love even go back. Let's go like Casablanca and oh, like Sunset Boulevard, Gone with the Wind and shit. I have never seen that. I haven't seen Casablanca either. I did like Sunset Boulevard. Citizen Kane is one of my favorite movies. Mm. Um, I never saw Grease all the way through, and that's that's. Crazy. I love Grease. I was being gay and listening to the soundtrack in the car like two days ago. Okay. I went from Grease to Dreamgirls. No, I went from Lion King to Grease to Dreamgirls. I had like a whole musical. In jam in all fairness, in my sister loved Spice World, but did not like the Spice Girls music. I love Spice. World to this day, Spice World makes me happy. Okay. And then there's a little ginger one who's full of useless information about manta rays. <laughs> ah! And I am Victoria Malcolm. You know nothing about that. Yeah, no, I don't remember you know anything about that. Spice World is a classic. Um, it's right up there with acrimony. Stop jokes. <laughs> wrap, wrap this fucking show up. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> What's one of the worst movies you saw as a child? That's the last question. Ooh, what are the worst movies? Uh, it will, I would say Godfather, but <laughs> um, one of the worst movies I've seen. It's one of the movies where it's bad, but it's it's funny. What is it? It was the movie with the garbage pail kids. Um, the garbage pail kids. 
Yeah, so the Garbage Pail Kids, I don't remember. I don't know, remember the name of it. Wasn't it called the Garbage Pail Kids? It might have been the Garbage Pail Kids. But they were, yeah, you know, the Garbage Pail Kids are anti, you know, Cabbage Patch Kids. Um, and they had a movie, and uh, it, was, it was that. It was a movie that was terrible. Um, yeah, I think that's probably that's probably going to be my choice because I'm just like, this movie is bad. I don't even know what it's about. It's just these little puffed up things being crazy running around. Um, yeah. I already said Titanic was bad, but Pootie Tang was also horrible. Oh, Pootie Tang's um, one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is horrible. Pootie Tang is one of my, I don't know why it's so funny. I can't even, it's not even like a cult favorite horrible. It's just bad. Um, it's, it's it was just bad. It didn't make no sense. I did like Wanda Sykes in that movie, though. I will give it that. But Pootie Tang was horrible. See, but the way people feel about Pootie Tang is the way I feel about um, Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite was not a good movie. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, this movie not that good, and y'all love it like that. But Pootie Tang, I'm like, this shit funny. I don't know why. (laughs) Side note, shout-outs to the Goonies. I don't know why that just hit my spirit. Mm. Um... Yeah. Ooh, a black uh, remake of the Goonies with a black cast would be nice. It would be with less racist names. <laughs> yeah, that too. Don't that call too. what was the Asian kid's name? Radio. What was his name? Radio. Uh, yeah, there's an Asian kid. He had like a. They gave him. I remember like a who you're talking about, but I don't think his yeah. name was Radio. No, I don't remember what his name. Did Asian you ever see Radio. Simon Birch? I did see Simon Birch. That was a sad ass movie. My aunt had no business taking us. Simon Birch and My Girl were probably the movies. <gasps> my Girl! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Tommy Singh can't like, see without his this glasses. Is some yeah, yeah, no, yeah. My Girl was also bullshit. Like, I remember my homie telling me, like, yo, you're going to cry. And I was like, nah, this, like, they just hanging out. And he was like, nah, you didn't, you, because I had to leave. I think he had it on tape. Um, and uh, I had to leave before the ending. And so I didn't get to see all the, like, you know, the whole Macaulay Culkin getting fucked up in the movie shit. Uh, and then I did. And I, he was like, you don't cry. And I was like, no, nah, I ain't. And then I saw it. And I, I remember not coming out the house for, like, two days. <laughs> like, nah, I'm fucked up off of this. <laughs> uh, that movie made me terrified of bees. Yeah, I think it did for a lot of people. I think people I just was just like, I had- we're going to die. I know I had allergies, but I didn't understand that you can be allergic to some things and not other ones. But I knew that that nigga was allergic to bees. I knew I had allergies, so I thought I was allergic to bees. So I thought if I got stung, I would die. And I still carry a little bit of that fear with me to this day. Um, It was another movie. Again, it was actually with white people that I wanted to mention I forgot what it was. Oh, I know what I got. A movie that wasn't good that could have been fixed had there been more black people or any black people in it. Problem Child. No, Problem Child was fucking perfect. All of Problem them. Child. Except like Problem, Problem Child, Child one and two. But Oh my as gosh. A, as adults who have like who understand trauma, right? Like he was fucked up because he had a mom, but he didn't want a new mom. Uh, or I think no, I think his mom died, right? Like it was something going on. Like who the boy and problem child? Yeah, he kept they they kept giving he was bad as fuck, and they kept giving him away. 
Yeah, is that what it was? I couldn't remember if because I thought he had the same dad, and he like he kept trying to date, and it was always like it's like some other shit. Like his kid would be fucking up. No, um, so but I was like, just beat his one, ass. In the first one, uh, he was just a badass child, like a badass baby. Um, so like his original parents gave him away, and then he went to a home with some other people, and he did something, and then one of them he threw the rattle and broke the window, I think. So uh, he just kept being given away and given away. Ended up in the orphanage. He was fucking up the orphanage with the nuns. And then John mm. Ritter and his yeah. wife came in, uh, adopted him. And then John Ritter's wife was ain't shit. So like she got kicked to the curb. And then in the sequel, John Ritter was dating. And that's when he was oh, dating okay. a lady at the school and had a daughter. And the daughter was just as bad as the boy. And then they was being bad together. And them kids was just bad and cussing and fucking shit up, and yeah. I got my life. You peed in the lemonade. Bad as fuck. I just remember him saying, that evil bitch Luanda and dying <laughs> laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, and hilarious. shout out to, uh, it was uh, Home Alone. Shout out to Kevin. Mm. Kevin! Yeah. One, two, three was good, and then after that, they needed to stop. I did not see three. Anyone that didn't have Macaulay Culkin in it, I ain't watch it. I was like, a black know. home alone would probably be interesting again if done right and well. But then black people probably wouldn't have left their child at home like that. Bingo, yeah, because as latchkey kids, we was like, I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it Dude. never clicked. Like, yeah, what you order pizza? Like how that what? happened? Yeah. And that was a lot of doing? fucking pizza. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. And then how does it happen twice? Yeah, we need to address the like negligent parent. Like we need to how y'all just get. I like I didn't got up and pack some shit and then left like a toothbrush, a pair of jeans. I ain't grabbed my charger. Ain't never left the whole person. A whole ass <laughs> child, irresponsible. Yeah. Um. I don't know. We'll probably continue this conversation later because this was dope. This is dope. Uh, I don't, do we have anything to weed and seed? I guess I'm going to watch The Godfather and you need to watch Acrimony. Uh, nope. That's, that's transparency. <laughs> that's transparency and honesty. I'm working on those. Nope. Uh, <laughs> the, th- the things I will seed is I'm going to go back and watch some of these movies. I'm going to go back and like Watch Same. them now, because Problem Child is heavy on my spirit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, One I'm and how to, two. I'm gonna go back and watch uh, these old movies. I do want to. Um, I want to do some of that like community stuff too. Like, I want to do community hood classic movies though. Like, we're mm-hmm. all gonna get together and watch silly movies, even like Vampire in Brooklyn or something. But like, find find something to watch. So yeah, I want You know that. what was scary as fuck? Bones. And and Tales from the Hood. That's the movie I should not have watched as a child because that was fucking terrifying. Them damn nigglets. I can't. I can't I and I won't. Of that. I wasn't afraid of the nigglets. I was afraid of the little boy who could draw and then like the shit would happen. When he twisted up David Allen Greer, I was like, ooh, I don't like that. Um When I say I don't even remember. All I remember is the nigglets, but I have repressed so much of that film because it scared <laughs> the shit out of me. Yeah. Period. Um, 
for those of you that want a review of uh, Tales from the Hood, Black Men uh, Can't Jump in Hollywood, do a really great review of that movie. So go check that out. Uh, I don't normally recommend other podcasts on my podcast, but <laughs> this is <laughs> this is the one time I will be doing that. So yes, if you want to, if you've never seen it but you just want to hear the review, go check it, that out. Oh man, but this was fun though. For sure, we should do a music one at some point. Now that's when. Oh, for sure. Fun. Yeah, no, we still have that to. We never fun. finished from a previous iteration. Uh, best soundtrack. Uh, or top three soundtracks in in black cinema. I can't give you three. I cannot. Well, yeah, you can. I cannot are, give you three. Are you saying you can't because you don't know three, or are you saying you need more? I need more. Okay. Well, we can do your top ten. I already know top what's 10? in your top. Probably, yeah, I, I'll probably give you top ten, but I know I already know what's in your top three. Top ten, and this is in no specific order. Okay. Sparkle, Superfly, okay. Claudine, Waiting to Exhale, Soul Food, Big Mama's House, Romeo Must Die, Get On. I'm not get on the bus. Uh, Waiting to Exhale. Not shit. <laughs> Why do fools fall in love? Um, The Bodyguard, mm. and Lion King. Ooh. And I could probably still rattle off more. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Lion King. Uh Lion King Wayne to Exhale and probably the bodyguard would probably be my top three. American Gangster. I don't know if Jay-Z's album was supposed to be a soundtrack or not. If it was, it killed the uh Great Gatsby soundtrack that Jay-Z was at the helm of. Amazing. Um Aladdin, Hercules, uh 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 it's so many great soundtracks. Yeah, uh, there was an American Gangster soundtrack that was not Jay Z's album. Um, okay, it had I that Anthony. That one is good. It has that Anthony Hamilton, Am- Anthony Hamilton song. Uh, <laughs> the that they played in the soundtrack. club. Oh, what a fuck! I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, it was. They played that, and then it was a bunch of other people. I think it was a lot of like soul. It was a lot of soul in there. It was like Raphael Sadiq and a bunch of other people up there. Mm. But uh, yeah, that was a a really dope soundtrack as well. So yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into music and black cinema. We'll get into. I just gave like fifteen. Damn, like yeah, you you right. Yeah, Brandon, some of them definitely in my black top movies. 10. Yeah, some of them weren't black movies, but still, it's an art form. Yeah, for sure. So, until next time, people, take us out of here. Oh, man. Seasons change and bad things for your range. But if it ain't growing, it's dead. We out. Peace.